this edition of the Fast Sim News, we talk Filipino League draft, winners, losers, and surprises. And we look at the first half standings and predict who's going to be in the playoffs tomorrow night. This episode of the Fast Sim News. Episode 5 of the podcast. What did I tell you? I told you it was going to be a really tight season. And what do we get? We got the usual suspects at the top, Helsinki and Pori. But then you get a little further down. Sinaioki, that team last year that just ran out of gas at the end of the season, sitting real pretty four games up for a wild card spot. Now when you talk about that second wild card spot, You've got Sakamo and Vimpoli, the two rivals, tied for a, uh, if the season ended today, they'd be duking it out in a one-game playoff. Winner would go home, sorry, loser would go home, winner would go to the postseason. And uh, Yansu, just a game out. Lapua, four games out. Havinka, five games out. Tempere, six games out. Kuvala, see you next season. Although admittedly, after that draft, we'll get into it in a second, Kuvala might be laughing now. Uh, because they picked up some talent in this draft. So, I mean, where do we even start with this? First off, that draft. That draft, though, as the kids say, that was something else. And I got to tell you, it was a heck of a lot more fun, even with all the work it was on me to do it. It was a lot more fun doing that than letting the, letting the, simulate, letting the game figure out where those players went. There's no way that those guys would have been distributed as equitably as, as we were able to do it. So... Shout out to all of you for being for indulging uh, your commission in his zany ways. I feel like I'm pinky in the brain over here sometimes with these ideas, but that was fun, and I appreciate all of you tapping in and uh, you know staying up way too late East Coast time to to be involved in that. But it, it made it a lot more fun for me too. So that was rad. So anyway, let's talk about what the heck happened for the folks that were not there who have like you know lives or whatever. <laughs> what the heck happened? Well. Tank for Cayman. Jetsada Cayman. First overall pick to Kuvala. So Kuvala gets an ace midseason. I mean, talk about changing your, your prospects overnight by doing that. Uh, Dampane gets Ilya Costa, the, uh, the free agent who absconded us and decided to go back to Brazil before being dealt to fill the Philippines. Now ends up in our league and playing for Dampane, uh with that second second pick there. Um, Tampere is only six games out of a wild card spot, friends. Like and now they've got a they got a legit center fielder, you know, ready to roam and do some things. Uh, Havinka got Teddy Morales third overall, so now you got a Havinka team that again is better than the last two teams I just mentioned here, and they get an ace out of this. Uh, Lapo gets Young Sang Park. Now that's an interesting pickup because uh, he's not a starter, <laughs> so. Um, not sure it's going to work out for Lapua, but Park's not a starter. So maybe Lapua is like, you know what? We're going to the postseason anyway. We don't need to worry about this. We want some, we need a we need a back end arm. It'll be interesting to see if that plays out for, for Lapua, you know, sort of land of interesting picks even before the current GM, you know, brought his brilliance to, to that situation. Um, I try I trust try to trust that GM. So now you get to Yansu and they pick Will Nieto, who um is a starter. And um and again, Yansu sitting only a game out of a wild card spot. Now you get a guy that 
that can can win you some, win you a game or two or three or four. Um, that's no small thing. No small thing. Um, Vimpoli gets Teddy Yo. Um, in that next pick, another reliever pick that um a lot of folks were interested in, but maybe went a little early. We'll we'll see how that works out for them. Um, Vimpoli, a team that you know last year was that was you know was it was in, was in it the whole time. And now, you know, everybody's gotten a little bit better. And so Vimpoli has to work a little bit harder. Uh, fun fact, there were only two teams, I won't announce them, that didn't have lists at all. They just gave me best available player. And so why, you say, well, how do you pick best available player in a giraffe like this? Well, I let the game decide. So I just looked at the entire list of stars and gave them the best player with the most stars. And that's how that worked. Um, I don't know that I'll allow you all to do that next season um, because it's more work for me. But... um also, fun fact, and this is this you'll hear it here first because I'm not going to post this in the chat until um, the end of the season. But uh, next season, we are going to do this draft again. It was fun. I think that clearly the interest in it makes me think that it's worth continuing to do. I will say that next season, the price of Filipino League draft picks is going to go up. So next season, they're going to be at least 2 million euros for first round picks, second rounders and third rounders to be determined. But the uh, the price is going to go up. So what I don't want is, is people to sit and tank for a guy. Um, although $2 million is a bargain for an ace to some of these guys that you're getting in this draft. But I, do, I don't want to turn this into a uh, into a, a source of I mean, cheap talent, but you don't want it to turn into a situation that becomes a little bit ridiculous. And we'll monitor it every year and see. Also, who knows what kind of talent's going to come out of that league every season. Like, will it be as deep as this year? I'm not so sure. Um, I haven't looked at that league recently, so I don't know what they'll have. Um, we'll do we will do some replenishing of that league. Um, maybe some Americans will show up next season. Who knows? But uh, but, at, but nonetheless, um, getting into back to the draft, um, Sakamo gets Doando. So again, another team that you know that really wants to be back in that postseason, maybe to finish the job they couldn't get done last year, and now they get an ace out of this. They get a top top front line starter out of, out of the draft. Um, who can show up day one. Um, Corey Velez went to Sinaoki. Uh, Sinaoki is looking to, to hold on to that spot and maybe get into the postseason now. And I think that they're definitely in the right, doing that in the right direction. But what's funny is the rich got richer in this situation, too. It's not just like like the fact that, uh, that Joe Morrison fell to Helsinki at 10 is bonkers to me. Um, and, uh, well, he's kind of an American, I guess. He's a Guamanian. So um, just, uh, you know, a legit front line this guy would be an ace like in half the league and he's gonna go to Helsinki where the rich just got richer and so I'm a little sick about that but uh from a from a competitive standpoint but that's the beauty of this draft is that while teams can tank for a guy a team that's already good is gonna end up getting somebody pretty good depending on you know what the pool looks like uh, I'm not gonna go through the whole draft you can look at it in hashtag announcements in a in um in a discord but I say all the way down, teams really improved themselves and got better, and so it's going to be fascinating. What a what a wrinkle this was to to, to the to the to the league to see how this does, and and really to see if it really upends the standings. Because again, everybody's so close right now. Um, we knew the top two teams would be, you know, the usual suspects, Helsinki and Pori, but you get into the rest of these te- rest of these divisions, and especially in the East this year, actually. Um, it's really anybody's race there, you know, in, in that, for that second spot. Um, the issue is going to be ultimately is that because you're all competing for, you know, two wild card spots, it's not just trying to beat your division out, 
which you know would be relatively easy to do. It's trying to compete with these other teams, so it makes every game down the stretch count, whether you're playing one of the leaders or playing one of those second teams. And so I think realistically, you've got a you know Satkamo, Vimpoli, Yansu, Lapua, Havinka. Um, Tampa Day's in there. I don't know if they have the sea legs to finish this thing out, but I, I don't. I don't doubt Sims. Um, but I'm not so sure about that lineup. I think that there's not enough there. But um, also, they got a guy in that rotation. It's kind of nine a nine ERA. Um, it's, it's, if you look at Tampa Day's lineup, their rotation is like it's a guy with five, seven, eight, nine. So yeah, that's not going to get you to the postseason. Um, that's going to be a little rough. So um, the draft surely must have helped, but it's going to be a little tough for them. But I think that you know Lapua has has some some guys, um, but probably doesn't have enough to quite get over the hump. Yansu, dangerous team. Fimpoli, obviously goes without saying. Sakamo goes without saying. Havinka reloaded like crazy today, and so you've got one, two, three, four, five teams playing for one playoff spot, provided Sanayoki holds on. So it's going to be bonkers tomorrow night. And so what do we got looking at in terms of the teams that, you know, the players that were already in the league, what are we looking at here? Um, well, I'll tell you that Chrissy Granis was not happy to see Herman Samuel show up from the Brazilian league this season. Herman Samuel, who's clearly going to be the rookie of the year because he's nuts, is hitting 416 right now. He's got a 3.6 war. Turns out Granis's war is actually higher, a little bit higher than his. And so since you all vote for the MVP, it'll be fascinating to see at the end of the season, once the dust settles, which of those two guys, you know, or Pitcher, let's just be weird, right, will end up um, as, your, as your MVP. But like I said, I, I didn't even account for Samuel. I just thought of him as, as a guy that had been around already. But no, this guy, and the, the wildest part about Herman Samuel is that he's, he's got another head. He's got more potential still. Like this guy could still be better than he already is, which is just disgusting. So I think he was worth every penny Sanayoki put into his pockets. And I think that's why they're only three games out of the, of the division lead right now. It's because of bringing a guy like that onto that, into that lineup. Christy Grenis is going to do Christy Grenis things. You know what? Nothing else you can say about that. Our defending MVP, uh, that guy is on another level. And I think that, you know, if you're talking about playoffs versus actually winning, just winning the whole thing, the hardest thing about Fast Sim is when you get a juggernaut in a short series or even in a longer series, it's hard to topple them because sometimes the lineups are just too tough to beat. And so, you know, that's how dynasties happen in Fast Sim. And so Helsinki, of course, did not win the title last year. But that team, you know, is is dominant. And, and I think that they're coming back. They're definitely going to draw blood this year. And so it will be interesting to see if if any of the teams I've already mentioned have it, have it, have it sort of in their depth to be able to to knock that knock Helsinki off. Because that's a scary, scary team. And it starts with pitching, actually, believe it or not. Um, Lori Hole, Paul Holsap. <laughs> my finished lesson isn't until next week. My teacher is on vacation. Uh, is the uh, is this is this is ace? Um, Tavi Avalin is second second starter. Both those guys under four ERAs, which in this league is actually pretty helpful right now. Um, I think the real story is their bullpen, their setup man, and their closer are lights out. Uh, but really, really, when your team is Christy Grenis, not even batting in cleanup, really batting in the three spot. You know, Tony Egberg is one of my favorite players in the league right now. Uh, kind of guy that I'd love to have. If I had a team, he'd be on it. 
um, is a, is a solid, solid shortstop projected to have like a six war again, had a six war season last year. I think he's like a low, he's silver slugger. I think he's like a low key, like borderline MVP kind of guy to me. If he wasn't on this team, uh, kind of guy that if you could, you know, if you could deal for him, you could, you can't, but if you could, he'd be the kind of guy to have on your team. Um, Tempede has uh, Brandon Barrera, who's a Filipino guy who came over from, uh, I think he played in the Brazilian league last year. If I actually, if I recall, and up, uh, no, yeah, he was, he played, no, he played the Filipino league last year. And uh, came over really with, like, not a whole lot of expectations, but is actually second in the league in hitting. Um, so that's pretty fascinating. I'm just looking at other random things to share. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that if I had to make a prediction, I guess I'll make some bold predictions right now. I'd say that, because, I mean, this is nuts, and I just don't know how this is going to go. I'd love to see a tiebreaker game. Uh, you know, let's get some wild three-way ties in here. Let's just really mix this thing up. But if I had to put money on it, I'm going to be bold this year. And I'm going to say that – I don't know if I can be bold, though. I think that, uh, you know, Sakamo, Vimpoli, Yansu, I think that it's between those teams, to be honest. I'm not so sure that Lapora and Vinka are going to catch them at this point. If I had to bet, I'd say Sakamo. I'm not sure about Vimpoli's decisions in the draft. And in a – think that Vim- Sakamo may- maybe got a little bit better. And so in the end of this, I think that that's where I see it. I think that it's Helsinki, Sakamo, Pori, Sanioki is my are my top four picks. And with that, it'll just be a matter of who's playing who. Because, I mean, really, you know, if Helsinki and Pori have to meet earlier than the, more, earlier than the championship, well, we're going to have a totally different outcome than we had last year. And that's the funny thing about the setup. Of course, um, if they win their divisions, that's not going to happen. It's not set up to do that while cards uh, don't get preference, but even if they have a better record, but that that's going to be the real real thing is that if Pori can't win that division, I don't know that Sakamo is going to catch Helsinki um, unless they just go nuts. But in a world where Sanioki can win that division and drop Pori into that wild card, um, d- things are going to be really interesting to see at that point. And so that's kind of my um, my prediction. My final, I think that I think postseason tomorrow night, I think we're going to have. It's going to be Sanayoki and Helsinki for the championship. That's what I'm calling it. I'm putting that on the books right now. I don't know who's going to win it, but I think we'll get a new champion this season. I just think things are too too wide open right now for it to be predictable. Um, and I don't think Pori's going to be able to do this season what they did last year. Even though I will say that uh, they're a balanced team, and, and that's you know Mixu Peterson, Gregor Hayson, and um, they've got – pitching that other teams would love to have and a closer that's also lights out. So, I mean, that's how they won it last year, the tough team to beat. But I, I don't know. I think the, I think this, this, the story of this season is offense, 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 offense. And, you know, in a world with Sanioki as two of the top three pitchers in the league right now, uh, Matthias Kuhn and bringing back, bringing back, coming back with the, uh, you know, pitcher of the year award. And now they went out and got, you know, I mean, certainly offensively, maybe he's not a home run hitter, but, the best pure hitter in the game right now in Herman Samuel, who might just like screw around and hit 400. It, I'm not sure that, that that's going to be a tough team to beat. So I think that's the scoop, really. Um, we don't want to go too much longer than this, but uh, I do want to give a shout out to my guy Thor, who I knew would start off really well. He's my pick for rookie of the year, no matter what happens, because I'm obstinate. But uh, hitting 307, having a really solid year on pace for a four war. Let's be real. Herman Samuel was the MVP, but. Uh, I mean, it's the uh, Rookie of the Year, rather. But nonetheless, it's going to be a crazy season. Crazy second half down to the finish. 
Really excited to see what happens. Uh, feel free to chime in as you all do already. Until next time, it's the Commish. I'm out of here.